Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Spiritual Journey with Hawaii psychic Geraldine St. Joseph coming to you today from beautiful, sunny Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I say that kind of sarcastically because even though it's sunny here, it's never really sunny. The sky's never really blue. But, you know, we thank God for it anyway. So, today our topic of discussion is meditation. <clears throat> I love to discuss meditation with people because it is so misunderstood. And so many of the, um, what I'll call, pseudo-Christian churches really speak out against meditation, whereas the Bible, all over the Bible, Old and New Testament, you really are compelled to meditate. You're really told to meditate and to find the truth for yourself and to really open yourself to God. When people ask me what meditation is, you know, that they pray, but they don't know if they meditate, um, basically the answer you get is prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening for the answer. So <clears throat> I've done some some research, and I do have to say there are far too many places in the Bible where meditation is mentioned I didn't really find anything where meditation is mentioned in a negative way, where um, anything is said about meditation being from the devil or anything like that. So the churches that do kind of ride the, the Bible line there and say, well, meditation is okay, but Christian meditation is different than other meditation. It's not the same. It's not like transcendental meditation or that New Age stuff or that Eastern stuff. That's wrong. That's from the devil. So you could tell my disdain just by the the note in my voice. When you enter a church that has a dichotomy like that, where they're telling you that they're followers of the Christ essence or they're followers of the Bible and they're going to follow Christ and all this, and yet they directly oppose the teachings, for instance, when they're hate mongers and they're all about judgment and they're all about let's just, you know, hate everybody. We're exclusionary. Not everybody's a, a child of God. Only we are and we're the chosen. We're the chosen. They get into all that. Jesus did not get into that. Jesus did not say, oh, I'm only going to pick a couple of you to go to heaven. No, he opened the gates for everybody. He's the way shower. He is the Christ. He like the Buddha, he attained a level of enlightenment that is seldom seen on the physical plane. And he did that in order to teach us and give us a direction, to give us, through example, a way to follow him into the light and this connection with God. You may say, well, then if these churches are supposed to be Christian churches, and I say that with quotes, why don't they follow Christ's example of acceptance and love and compassion. Well, they pretend to in some arenas where it's convenient for them. And then in other arenas, they just they really preach fear and hate. And the reason why they're so against meditation is because your meditation, that's your direct connect. When people ask me about um, my spiritual gifts of prophecy and some of the other spiritual gifts, that I've been graced with. And they ask me because I speak to spirit directly, what, what spirit are you talking to? What spirit are you talking to? 
It's the Holy Spirit. It's the one. It's that essence of God that is more understandable to the human mind as opposed to God the unknowable that is everything, that that divinity is in everything that's far too expansive for us to, to wrap our small minds around. So it's that God essence that can communicate with us, that flows through us, that speaks to us. So in the Bible, some of the newer translations of the Bible, and you have to remember there's over 250 different translations of the Bible. There's over, I think it's 38 or 58,000 different sects of Christianity who all say that they're the right one. These, uh, just some of the places in the Bible where you'll find that you're being told that um, you need to meditate or where the characters in the Bible are going out to meditate. I mean, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and meditated. So you have Genesis. Uh, where Isaac is meditating. In the book of Psalms, there's almost, there are quite a few in the book of Psalms where they meditated consistently. They meditate on the law of God. They meditate on God's precepts in ways. They they meditate on the mighty works of God throughout the book of Psalms. You find it in Timothy, which is one of my favorite books. I love that book. Um, so, also in Joshua. Now, in Timothy, Paul advises Timothy, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. So, what is meditation there for? Why do we need to meditate? Well, as I said Meditation is our direct connect. That is how we connect with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That is how we connect with God directly. A lot of these pseudo-churches, these cultist churches that teach and preach hate, they don't want you to see that they're misdirecting you, so they're telling you not to meditate. They don't want you to have a direct connect. They don't want you to go directly to the source for your information. They want you to go through them so that you get a skewed view of things that you're easier to lead around and it's easier for them to get into your pocketbooks. So, excuse me, in the Bible in Isaiah 54, Isaiah says very emphatically, all your sons will be taught by the Lord. You're taught directly by God. And great will be your children's peace. So through meditation, we find that connection with God, and that's where we find our joy. We get into that flow. And you have this undercurrent of joy that is just magnificent. Now, some of these pseudo-churches, what they try to do is they try to make you feel guilty or like you're doing something wrong if you're meditating, that you're, you're doing it the wrong way if you're seeking God's counsel because you're not worthy of that or whatever their excuse is why you why you can't do that but it's you know it's all right for the priest or whatnot to do that what I found um, I found a, a website that made me laugh actually um, it's ccel.org and it was a sermon from the Philippians and <clears throat> 
basically the quote they started with was, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What do they mean by meditate? Thinking about things, really mulling them over, opening your mind to an expansion of thought that things can be expounded on for you. So that when you go into things, a lot of times what meditation does, it will show you, it separates the the wheat from the chafe, so to speak. Where sometimes you'll read something and it will hit you, but it's a certain part of it that will really rise to the top and then the rest of it falls away because maybe the rest of it is not as true or does not pertain to you or maybe that's not, uh, it's something that was added that was not um, inspired by divinity. So these are things we need to look at and these are things that we're told to do throughout the Bible. Now, the person on this page tries to really, tries really hard to differentiate different types of meditation and saying that biblical meditation is completely different than any other kind. And he even says that that the Catholics do it wrong and then that there are some Christian sects that completely do it wrong, and um, which cracks me up because he completely contradicts himself in his explanations. Um, and the one main thing that I find interesting that, that people that I've seen people use as an excuse is they say, well, it says that meditation is for God's children. Well, Jesus said we're all God's children. He didn't say people who believe in me are God's children. He didn't say people who are, you know, of certain faiths are God's children. He didn't say that, you know, only people born with a certain nationality or with a certain skin type or with certain eye color are God's children. He said, Everyone, everyone, all, we're all God's children. So he did not differentiate. And yet we find ourselves in a society where the rulers of these pseudo-churches, actually they're cults, are telling people that if they have a direct connect with God, that that's evil, it's from the devil, and that they, they shouldn't believe that. Whereas the Bible is contradicting that wholeheartedly. Now, at the same time that this guy is saying that um, you do need to meditate, you do need to, to contemplate on some truth or reality, uh, he's saying that when you are in the Eastern religions or in the New Age, you're looking for a new truth to be revealed. Um, my adage is more something like, you know, everything's been seen under the sun. Being from a New Thought church and being from a Catholic background and being, you know, studying the New Age movement as well as um, the older methods of praise, that's just a really misdirected statement. Um, Basically, from what I understand, what I've experienced is revelations, discoveries. It's like a memory coming back oftentimes. Or you suddenly see things in a different light. 
this person who wrote this also um, says that we need to meditate on God, on his works, on the revealed word, on things that are noble, true, pure, blah, 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 um, that have virtue. And they're saying that, but you're not trying to connect with God. That this is not, you're not going for a connection. You don't want to connect with God. You do not want to experience God because that's evil. Experiencing God is wrong, even though basically that's the whole point of our existence is to come back into connection. That's what Jesus taught us. Jesus talked about connecting with God directly and that we're all sons and daughters of God. And yet these churches will tell you just the opposite and try to scare you away from that connection, which is divinely ordered. That is yours to have. And that is why our society is in such a mess because we are craving this spiritual nourishment. In Psalms 1 and in Isaiah 40, they talk about meditation to give man spiritual joy and to nourish their spirit in order to give them strength to move through life with courage and joy and strength and and to be able to take their opportunities and become what they're supposed to become spiritually. So the purpose of meditation, and we talked about rest last week, and this ties in very nicely. The purpose of meditation is to feed the soul. Yes, it also has wonderful physical effects because your soul feeds the body. And I'm not saying that you don't need to eat well or anything like that. But when the soul is sick, the body becomes ill also. It filters down and the body becomes weakened if the soul is weak. So that's something you need to keep in mind. You want to feed your spirit. You need to take that rest. It's not just physical rest. It's pulling yourself out of the world to sit in communion with spirit, with God. And to allow God to flow through you and have that experience. That feeling that unbelievable joy, feeling that <coughs> excuse me, that peace. In John 14, it says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. I'm going to read that again. Jesus said, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is your Counselor. That's your direct connect. That's the peace of God that you can allow to flow through you, that you can feel, that you can sense, that you can... Embrace the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the God will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So is it possible to learn through meditation different spiritual truths? Yes, it is. Because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to you directly. Do you need somebody like me interpreting things for you? No, you don't. Some people feel more comfortable that way, but it really is not necessary. And don't forget in Isaiah 54, he said, all your sons 
which we know that when the Bible was written, that meant all of mankind, will be taught by the Lord, and great will be your children's peace. So when you have that direct connect, there's a sense of peace like the Dalai Lama has that's there because you're in direct connection with God, the source of all things, and with that divinity that is within you, that Jesus told you was within you. And yet, I'm so sorry, I was uh, dancing all night last night, so I'm a little bit tired, so please excuse my, my voice coming in and out. So Jesus meditated. Jesus meditated in in Gethsemane before he was taken. Jesus had that direct connect. He was the Christ. He attained that divinity. He opened that up in himself, and he told us we all have it in ourselves. And it's up to us to do the work to find that joy, to find that strength that he talked about. And then he taught us how to come to that end. So in actuality, meditation is meditation. And we talked about this before. You can meditate. There's a million different ways to meditate. Now, some of these pseudo churches will tell you you're only allowed to meditate on the Bible. You need to take a passage of the Bible and read that and meditate only on that. The Bible itself doesn't say that. Oh, excuse me. The Bible itself says to meditate on good things. Again, if you are involved in a New Thought Church, this is one of the precepts that you come across is that what you focus on, you manifest. Where your energy goes, where your thoughts go, energy follows and things will become. And if you focus on negative things, then you pull negative things towards you. If you focus on good things, then you pull good things towards you. We want more good in the world. Experiments and studies have been done where uh, I remember in the 80s we used to do these triangles. Uh, I know I'm dating myself. Um, And you would do these grids in different cities where at the same time, every night, hundreds of people would meditate at the same time, but you'd be in different areas so that you were creating a grid across the city of positive waves, of, of higher vibration, of better energy, and they found that in the places where these things were practiced that the, the violent crime rate decreased dramatically. So think about it. If we could have a world effect, if we could do that in the entire world and lift the vibration and pull people up and out, they have to want that. Imagine how different the world would be. Think about that for a second. And we should do an experiment. Everyone who listens to this gets our homework for the week is we should figure out a time of day where we all sit for five, ten minutes. It doesn't have to be long. And just focus on peace. And just pull in that beautiful, clear, golden white energy that is pure unconditional love and pull that into our surroundings and all around us and then pull it into Mother Earth. So right now I'm on Eastern time. Say most people have lunch around noon. 
And maybe if everybody, how about in your own area, everyone does this at noontime. You just stop whatever you're doing for about five or ten minutes. Go to the bathroom or whatever if you're at work, if you can't, you know, do it wherever you are. And just focus on peace for ten minutes every day at 12. The Muslims had the right idea with setting certain times of day for prayer. If we do this in mass, if we hit that critical mass, the world can change. We are capable of changing it. We are capable of changing our surroundings. We are more than capable of creating a better place to be, a more loving place to be. So that's your homework for this week is and forever, as long as you can remember to do it. When you see it's noon or it's close to noon, stop for five or ten minutes and just focus on peace. So I know it's not noon. It's about 20 after 9 Eastern Standard Time. And it's whatever time it is that you're listening to this. But we're going to stop for a few minutes. And we're going to meditate. And what we're going to meditate on is pulling in that beautiful golden white energy and bringing peace into ourselves, anchoring it in our bodies, and bringing it into our area, wherever that may be. So I want you to sit back. Take a deep breath. Relax. And again. And release. And again. And release. Feel your body. Feel your muscles relax. Feel the stress of the day melt off you. Comes down from your head and your shoulders. Your back, down your legs and out your feet. It melts off you. Like peeling off wet clothes. And you ask Mother Earth to take it and transmute it into something useful. Continue to breathe deeply. Imagine the sun above your head, cold and white energy. This energy enters you through the top of your head and fills you. Feel its gentle, warm cleansing 
Feel your mind and your head into your throat and lungs, your chest, into your arms, your torso, into your hips, your thighs, your knees, your calves and your feet. See yourself as glowing from within. Feel this warm, gentle energy scrubbing away all your stress, balancing you and connecting you to spirit. You are at peace. Feel the loving energy of the Lord well up in your heart and engulf your entire being. You breathe in contentment. You breathe in love. You breathe in peace. And as you breathe out, you breathe peace and love into the world. Imagine in your mind people you love, happy and content, glowing from within, filled with peace and joy. We widen our circle to include the people we see we don't know. Happiness and joy. Fill with God's loving energy. in the circle and we join with other circles other energy fields of peace and joy we encompass our whole city or town all state or province the whole country the continent With the help of the cleansing energy of the oceans and the energizing energy of the sun, we expand out to encompass the world in a golden white glow. 
Releasing anxiety. Making room for peace. Emanating love. Spreading joy. We endeavor to hold this vibration of joy and ask that our guides and guardians help us to maintain this throughout our day, regardless of our situation, and help us to spread this feeling, this connection with the Christ energy, this connection with pure, unconditional love and peace. Take a deep breath and release. We leave this grid set to do its work, constantly cleansing, renewing, and enforcing the law of love. Bring more peace and joy and happiness into our world. Feel your body. It is relaxed and happy. You feel this emotion of love as it wells up in you and flows through you freely. And you will go about your day connected with spirit. Faithful in the God. And in love with life. When you're ready, come fully into your body and we continue. It can be that simple, it can be that quick, and it can be that effective. If we all do this every day, at noon, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, and we just remember to keep it as a practice. And if you forget to do it at noon and you notice it's 1 o'clock, then do it at 1 o'clock. Don't let the time or the details stop you. And especially when you have an experience with someone that's not that pleasant. Or how about when we're sitting in traffic and worried about all the time that's being wasted. Don't waste the time. Meditate. And meditation doesn't always have to pull you out of your body and make you unaware of what's going on around you. There's mindful meditation where you become super aware of what's going on around you and you just choose to create something positive out of it. So meditation is a good practice and a tool that is good for any time, anywhere, and anyone. And you can figure out how to meditate in your own way. You don't need to follow someone else's rules. You don't need to think that, oh, because I'm meditating, I must be communicating with the devil. That's all crap. And yes, I did say that. So when you're looking for spiritual joy in that connection, when you're looking for peace, meditation is the only way to attain that. 
meditation must also be followed by a mindfulness in everyday living where you make your decisions based on love. You make all your decisions based on morality, ethics, and make all your decisions with love in your heart. I know I say that all the time, but that's one of the things that I was taught in meditation. So these are things that are very important to you and very important for you to understand, to be able to really move forward and embrace your spiritual journey. You have to be willing to do the work, and it's not just about praying at night before you go to bed and asking for your sins to be absolved and then going out the next day and making all the same mistakes. It's about holding on to that connection and living as if every day counts. One of the questions that I found as I was doing my research for this is that they were saying that you need to ask yourself. One of the things you need to ask yourself on a daily basis, if I died today, am I right with my God? If I die today, do I have things that are left unfinished? Have I hurt someone? Have I lied? Am I a sinner? And again, what does sin mean? Sin means to disconnect from spirit. It means being out of touch with God, being out of touch with the God essence. That is sin. Anything that pulls you out of that space. And, you know, some churches pull you out of that space. They will pull you out of that so that you need to go through a third party to connect with God and to connect with spirit. And that is not what God asks you to do. And if you really read your Bible, you read your Bible. You don't read somebody else's interpretation of your Bible. Then you will understand that. And remember, keep in mind, the Bible has been, it's like whispered down the lane, translated, retranslated. There's over 250 different translations. If you take six Bibles and you look at the same quote, four of them will be different from one another at least. But look at that and see what is the gist. What is the meaning of what is being said? Meditate on it and see what God tells you. See what you get. Where is your solar plexus? Now, that being said, one thing that I do want to address is being too open. There is the possibility of becoming too open. Two things go hand in hand. When you're meditating, you want to meditate, as they say, on positive things, not on carnal things. And the reason why that is expressed, that you meditate on the higher vibrations, on the higher level of things, on godly things, as they say, as opposed to carnal things, is because you're raising your vibration. When you raise your vibration, you protect yourself from the lower vibration, from the lower things. So if you are meditating on something that you're having obsessive thoughts about, like if you're 
a stalker who's obsessing about, you know, someone who you want to be them, but you're so jealous of them that you can't stand it, that's lower vibration. That's pulling your whole spirit down. And it's pulling the vibration of everything around you down. That is not good. That is very destructive. And it's very destructive to you, and it's very destructive to your environment and to the people around you. Meditate on higher things. If you are jealous and obsessive, what you need to meditate on is you need to ask spirit to please help guide you to figure out what is what am I supposed to learn from this person? This person has been put in my past maybe for a reason. What am I supposed to learn from them? What is it about them? Why is it rubbing me the wrong way? <coughs> I believe in past lives. I believe in karma. You may or may not. It could be that you have karma with this person. That maybe in a past life they did something to you and your spirit is still obsessing over that when they've gotten past it, when they've learned from it and moved on. And maybe you still have karma to resolve in yourself having to do with that situation. There are plenty of things that it could be. But instead of obsessing on the negative and pulling your vibration down, you need to turn your mind to higher thoughts, to bigger things. Try to be loving, understanding, empathetic, compassionate. Jesus came to teach us about compassion. To be compassionate, to be empathetic, to be sympathetic with other people. These are things you need to look at. These are the things to meditate on. To be loving, to be whole. Think about that for a second. Just for a moment. Think about the difference between, okay, say you went through, uh, the majority of people who are listening, I'm sure, are adults. And if you're not adults, even if you're a kid, if you had a friend or some kind of relationship where you felt that, that you could trust one another, and something happened in that relationship where that trust was broken, there was some kind of a betrayal, where you felt there was a betrayal, Instead of obsessing on the betrayal and why did this person do this to me or how could you have done this, try and turn it around in your head and think about where were they coming from? What are they going through? Nine out of ten times, whatever it is that they're going through has nothing to do with you. You know, maybe your boyfriend left and got into a really weird relationship, joined a cult, did whatever. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. Well, maybe what he was going through was a midlife crisis, or maybe he suffered from depression and you didn't realize it, or maybe there's some kind of karma there that he needs to figure out that you can't help him with. And you were being pushed out of the line of fire because you, your spiritual growth is supposed to go in a different direction. You're not always going to understand it. But it's good to at least be open to trying to understand it and to look compassionately on other people. 
and say thank you and make the most out of the room you've been given, the space you've been given, the extra energy you've been given because that person is no longer in your life. If they're meant to be there, eventually it'll come back around. But you cannot worry about it and obsess about it all the time. Look to the higher road. And I know it's not easy. I mean, there are people who are very abusive. There are situations that you think are unforgivable. But unconditional love is about being unconditional, not judging. It's very, very difficult. Nobody said this is going to be easy. But really walking your spiritual path means rising above it. Instead of lowering yourself to be mean and vindictive, it's to rise above and to try and see the bigger picture. Whenever you need to step back, a good idea is to take several deep breaths. Because when you start getting upset, if you're angry, if you're sad, oftentimes our breaths become very shallow. The breath pulls in part of the energetic. It's part of what connects you. So take four or five really deep breaths, hold it for a couple of seconds, release it slowly, and allow that to enter your body and help soothe you. Consider it hugging spirit or taking spirit in. Meditation is very important to your spiritual health. It is an absolute must. And it doesn't matter whether you do it five minutes a day or two hours a day. You give to it what you can, but you have to be committed to give to it. Now, I have two minutes remaining. And the Christmas season is upon us. What I wanted to offer to my Blog Talk radio listeners is a special, I guess Christmas offer, we'll say. What I'm going to do is anyone who contacts me and mentions Blog Talk radio, you can either get for yourself a reading at a... 30% discount, or you can purchase for someone else a 30% discount. And I will send you the the gift certificates. So that's up to you. It's 30% off all of my services, whether it be a healing, a clearing, a blessing. I'm in the Philadelphia area right now, and I take care of clients within a three-hour radius. Sometimes I go as far as six hours under certain circumstances. But if you would like to have me speak at an event or help you with a fundraiser, let me know. My contact information you can find on psychicinhawaii.com, gabrielstrumpet.net, voiceofspirit.com, or spiritualparents.com. I would also like to get a group together here for uh, to start interfaith talks like we had in Hawaii. So anyone who's interested in that, please contact me. My phone number is 
7866. That's 808-261-7866. And my email is Geraldine, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Geraldine at voiceofspirit.com. So let's all remember our homework for this week is to stop sometime around noon and give ourselves five or ten minutes to just pull in that golden white unconditional love energy and pull it in to bring peace to ourselves and the people around us. Your mission in life is to experience joy and to find your connection with God, with spirit. Don't let anyone get in the way of that. Don't allow someone to tell you that that's wrong because they're afraid of who you're becoming. Go forth in peace, and don't forget to do your homework. Mahalo.